0: I'm not in a best of mood because work and everything is just irritating the dog shit out of me, Mm -hmm. but we're back for another episode (sighs) and I've got my trusty sidekick, uh, Mr. Merlo helping me out.
1: What is going on at work? What is
0: (sighs) people doing stupid shit? Okay. So let me (laughs) let me tell you something. It's, so I work in uh, a part of IT where we do testing on wireless devices Mm -hmm. and engineers keep on doing the same mistake over and over. When it comes to the part where I generate the reports, there's sometimes where test cases are not counted in the overall test case. And that's fine if we only have, let's say, one test plan that's uh, tested on a device. But if there's like, 70, well, not 70, but let's say there's like 30 or 35 test cases, test plans that are over this whole report that needs issued. I can't go back line by line looking at which test case was entered wrong, which result is actually not right. You know, that's too much of a time constraint. And it's holding up the process of getting these reports out. And we're holding up the process as, the, as final. Reports go out, customers are getting pissed off, and people are shaking their head and wondering, oh, well, how can we fix this? Well, bitch, you should have fixed this at the beginning. And time after time, the bosses are saying, oh, you need to do it this way, this way. And people are not being held accountable. That's what's going on. And I'm just, I'm at a point where, you know what, I don't give a damn. Because y'all should have told these folks what the T is and you're not. So don't be surprised when your business is drying up in the third quarter and you're trying to not, you're trying to come up with a way to spin it to the higher ups that be that, oh, it was just a down part of the year. I tell you what, I better have my checks.
1: That's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, y'all can be a mess. As long as you're paying me on time, I'm good with that. But if that right. comes to you later, there'll be smoke and city.
0: Listen, there will be some furniture moving and <laughs> I will have to cuss every single you motherfuckers out. Oh, but, Lord. Yeah. And then, like, my boss, she's out of town right now. Well, technically, I don't have a boss. I am my own boss. That's what I keep telling myself. But, On paper, she is my boss, but she's out of town. And whenever she's out of town, nobody wants to review reports. I'm like, okay, so we're, what, four or five stacked, and these reports are not little as reports. Mm -hmm. So if nobody wants to review the reports, then they're not going out. Bottom line. And don't become yelling at me and saying, "Oh, we need to get a a reporter here," or don't come co- talk to me five minutes while I'm about to walk my happy black ass up out of here. Like, don't do that. No. Y'all know what time I leave. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> enough about me and that damn place. What's uh, how's LA treating you?
1: L.A.'s treating me good. I had a I had a moment this weekend because I was like, you know. I'm, we all have our goals and I have to always remind myself, I have a goal and um, things I want to do. And I've been, as y'all know, I've already, I've written a graphic novel that's already out there in the public. And I just finished the second volume. I literally finished writing that right now. I'm going back and painting some wordings and things around, but it's finished. But I was like, you know, after Comic-Con, I think and maybe a lot of people go through this, like after that is you see what's going on, you see the creatives and you go to these panels, you just like, okay, how 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 are they doing this and I'm not doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, what is it that I need to do to do that? And you know, there's always these weird hoops in the here in Los Angeles. There's always these you gotta know the right people and how you get to know the right people and all that stuff. So sometimes that can be frustrating. And then I always feel bad for those who are who are older trying to get into the business. They're like Going broke, going in debt because you know to get in, they have to do like office, like be an office assistant, and all that. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I got real bills to pay. Like I, and plus I'm accustomed <laughs> to a certain payment. I mean, I'm not, I, even,
0: I know that's goddamn
1: right. Not, I mean, I'm not a. Co- I've been in college administration since 2001. I'm I'm accustomed to a certain amount of money. I mean, a hoe can be called an assistant director of an important thing for nothing. So I just feel like I can't be
0: eating ramen noodles all my life. I
1: can't be doing that. I was never raised on that. I don't know what that is, and I will not know what that is. So I just feel like that. You know, that's that struggle. Because there was this one guy I was talking to, and he was like, he was, Lord, poor thing. He was like halfway homeless, like living in. He rented a Winnebago. He was living in that. See, and And he was like, you got to do it to get in. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I like my air conditioning. I like my bed. I like my sheets. I like the I like those conferences. So I it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a struggle. And then I'll get personal. So another part of me and my I was sitting in my in my in my apartment and the worst thing I can do to myself is watch a whole string of girlfriends. Not girlfriends, sex in the city, the white girlfriend. And um, <laughs> well, I watched watch that. And we have new neighbors, and they're a couple, and they just bought a new place. And it hit me. It was like, oh, like I was by because my my screen door is open. I can hear everything. And they was and they went in there and they were getting their stuff redone for their new place. And uh, I guess the agent was like, okay, you know, cute couple, take a picture. You bought a home together, and I was like, you know, a little, a little. A little sour. I was like, because they bought a place, they're together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody wants to, like, be with somebody where you, you're buying a place together, you're making a home for yourself. And, you know, I was a little, I was a little bitter. You know, a little bit of those hello horns came up on my head all of a sudden. I was like,
0: I understand that.
1: <laughs> I completely
0: <laughs> but, understand that.
1: Because, you know, you want, I think we all want a little bit of that. Um, but it's also kind of tricky. And, you know, you, Will that ever like you always wonder will that ever happen will things fall into place so mm-hmm. a little bit of that happened and then, so i was like in my feelings for a minute because i was watching season three of six in the city which is i believe one of the best seasons season three and four are the best seasons and um it was like oh goodness i want that mm-hmm. so and then insecure made me think about that too because nobody wants to be lawrence <laughs> where he's jumping around places, you want something stable. So it came down to me like I want something stable, meaning I want a stable career, I want a stable person, I want a stable life. So I think that's something that that it, it was interesting. But it, but you know it was it was a moment to where I was like, okay, I, I see what I need to do. So now it's all about doing it.
0: So we gonna get deep already on this motherfucking uh episode, okay? Because I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from. There's sometimes you wonder if you're in the right place. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, am I supposed to be in this relationship? Am I supposed to be in this career? Or should I just go ahead and take that leap? Mm -hmm. And if I take that leap, will I know that I'll be caught? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily by somebody, but by yourself. You know, do I trust myself enough to go after what I want? Mm -hmm. And also, I know for me, it comes into factor. Oh, do I deserve it?
1: See, the problem with me is I feel like I deserve it. That's the problem. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. I've been raised to believe that I deserve everything. And that is something that you can call it light skin privilege. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so somebody told me that. somebody said the reason why you like that because you know light skin, light eyed people think y'all can do all these things. But um, no, I really think that I feel like I deserve it sometimes. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, do I need to do all this hard work? And I'm like, well, they ain't even doing the hard work and they got it. So I, I think it's more of like, it's like what am I supposed to do? Because every once in a while, I will think, do I supposed to be in L.A.? And, you know, everybody's trying to be here, but I people don't know about the fact that some of us are like, are we supposed to be here? Like, you know, because you think about, again, you in Lexington, and part of me is like, but y'all, get, the, y'all can have things that we can only dream of here.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a backyard?
1: All, <laughs> a yard, a place, mm-hmm. all, <laughs> everything. And so part of me is always thinking, like, if I went back, Cause I'm always offered. I've been offered to. I. I mean, I'm always offered to go back to murder state. Um. But I'm like, do I do that? Mm-hmm. What am I really gaining? Like, you know, it, it happens every a few times. Like, am I here? Or for example, my ex is not here anymore. Like, we came here together, and now mm-hmm. he's somewhere else, and he's thriving, which I'm happy for. I ain't bitter about that. But I'm just like, wow. But he left to a place that I wouldn't go. But but he's thriving. The hoe has a billboard of himself, so that's why I'm so sort her of like. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like a Barbie, right. a l- like a little jealous. Like he has a billboard, but I'm glad he's making a life for himself, and I'm doing pretty good here. But you know, there's things I would like to do, but I feel like in order to do that, I have to be here. So it's this weird feeling and stuff. But I, I mm-hmm. do, I think I deserve stuff. Yes,
0: there's a I- there's a part of me like I know that moving. I need to get out of Kentucky and I would like to take my partner with me, but you know, all those what if scenarios, what if we move somewhere and something happens and we're not together anymore and now he's alone in somewhere that he didn't necessarily sign up for. Mm -hmm. You know, those it's deep. It is so deep. And then there's other things that go along with that but
1: well that was basically me you know I he came here because of me and Mm -hmm. he was here for a little bit but then he got a a job that again like he's thriving and so I was like okay you knew what you needed to do I'm good now I need to know what I'm supposed to be doing Uh, so you know it comes down to that but you know I a, a part of me is like when that if that ever happens you still have to look out for yourself at the end of the day So, like, I had to. I mean, when I switched jobs, I gave up a free apartment. I had to change over to where I have to pay rent. I've never paid rent in in my entire adult life. I didn't start paying rent until I was 40. What? Yes. That's what I'm saying. From 2001 up to 2014, I have never paid rent. It must be nice. It must be so nice. It was. But. Again, that was the job that I was doing. I was in residence life. But now when I'm working in academic affairs, you know, it's a different world. And so it's uh, interesting. And if I decide if I want to teach, whether it's which I've been thinking about doing it for college, Uh um, I didn't realize I have all the conditions to teach in college. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Somebody said, bitch, why are you not teaching? I was like, do I I get a uh, certificate? was like you have a master's. That is your certificate. I was like, oops. All
0: right. You better say
1: that. Yeah. But you know what, y'all? We, we're going so deep in that. We forgot about y'all. We are here to interview. Right. <laughs>
0: we're just having a little therapy session. We are. To be honest. Are
1: we, are we gonna, we, we're going to continue this therapy session-ish with some tea about what's going on. And trust, we have a lot going on today. So we're going we're to really talk about so many different things. So let's go ahead and get into this tea.
0: Let's get into Aunt T, shall we? What we got?
1: Let's start with the, the Marvel team. So over, I think it was Friday, um, the women the women writers over at Marvel, you know, they went to get some milkshakes. So I think it was a took a of a picture. Um, and one of the editors, Heather Antos, was like, you know, look at us, we're having a good time. And it was after work. So, you know, they just you know, look what's up here. And they were doing this on I think they are they're no, that's DC. But we have Marvel here in California too. Um so they were just having to have to work. time, put it up on Twitter. You know how we do. We put stuff up like well, look at us, we have a good time. Well, fragile males they had to put in their two cents. Talk about how one of them is not hot. I'll do the first one, whatever. This is why, you know, Marvel's failing because all these women almost, it was just like a bunch of mess. So a lot of men showed out, was you know, all this hateful stuff um, with them and just being um, very, very, very just ridiculous um, to a point where, you know, it just got really, it, it was a little violent. It was a little degrading. Uh-huh. And so later on, um, you know, DC jumped in and they also did their own milkshake. You know, pictures like, "Hey, we have no shit to," kind of, you know, draw the attention away from everything else. But it was just kind of sad to see how men. I don't know what's going on with with these past few years, but men and their fragile minds have been just really messy. fuck
0: ass. Like, yeah. it's especially in like the comic book world, like they they see somebody interested in their toys and they have to share and they don't want to share. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. And I, I don't... In the past few years, I've just seen how ugly it is. And coming in from a privilege of being a male, like, I can only imagine what it is, what it's like for women who are... In the comic book world, you know, it's just so unnecessary, and it's, like, why would you even do that? Like, they are just, they're not even bothering anybody, they're out, having a good time, drinking a fucking milkshake, I'm like, what are you motherfuckers, like, lactose intolerant, are you mad? Are you that pressed that you can't have a milkshake unless you just blow up like the Michelin man? Like, What's really going on with you? you actually need to go see somebody, a psychiatrist, a counselor, something if these ladies having a milkshake pisses you off that much
1: yeah it was it was almost like ridiculous. it was like kind of like like what it was almost like I don't know, it was just like I don't even understand what was happening like why would like who who pissed in your your face I don't know what's going on with you what is I mean to where y'all had to respond so it's just something about what's happening now that is giving a lot of men and it was, it's funny if you look at the men who are responding so this is what you kind of got it was predominantly white for those that you saw with faces the rest of them were like using cartoon faces or now they, those are the worst yeah I couldn't even show you who they really were they, you know they just what I mean and boss up online, and I'm just like y'all. Really, are punks? Like I don't even know what y'all think I was achieving. But I did like the fact that people, you know, kind of suck up for the writers. Um, and then you know, like I said, DC did their own version, and they did a version where it's both men and women writers. The thing <laughs> that did catch my attention though was the fact that there were hardly any people of color in these writing teams.
0: Let's talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it because it was like I think in the first one it was like one woman of color and then I think when DC did theirs it was like maybe one or two when they put them all together the men and women it was like maybe no one than five. I was mm-hmm. just sort of like and I and 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 I could be totally wrong because there was people that I could not notice that maybe they are they do identify the as a little race, but it was just very interesting to see the lack of people of color in each writing team. And it comes right back to the whole thing we've been talking about since we started this podcast about representation, but also the fact that we are still not at the table.
0: Mm -hmm. And even if we are at the table, our voices are drowned out so much that they don't even matter.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, okay, that's cute. Y'all did these pictures, but y'all need to look at these pictures and be like, "Hmm, who's on these writing teams?
0: Something is missing.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something is missing. (laughs) <laughs> There's too much missing
0: I mean aside from creativity
1: We don't even want to get started with that okay? It also feels like Creativity is also Another as an endangered species Because it feels like what certain people are doing when it, We'll talk about that a little bit later But it feels like when people are creating things These days there are certain things they only look at uh, When it comes to things For example you know, If you're going to be black and if you're going to be anything sci-fi or fantasy, it has to be like, oh well, you're you're in voodoo because you know black folks do voodoo.
0: Yep, yeah, black bo- black folks don't exist, or people of color don't exist in the future.
1: Yeah, or you know, that too, we don't really exist in the future, or we have to be um, a cyborg. <laughs> There's all these little things, but um, again, it was just even though know, you know it was just noticeable that in these pictures.
0: We wasn't
1: there. Mm. That was they trash for that. <laughs> so you know, hey teams, we applaud y'all for sticking up for each other. Great, and we and and some of the work you're doing is wonderful, fantastic. But it'll be nice if we can see more people of color on these teams too. It would be nice. Don't say y'all can't find nobody because there's too many of us out here. So
0: you, you better not say that. All oh, those black asses on Twitter that basically run Twitter. Come on now.
1: I'm about to say we we run not only we run it we own it we own the future rights to it we anyway. <laughs> move on to Suicide Squad, our favorite movie. So we moved on to Suicide Squad. They're trying to do a sequel, which I'm still figuring out why.
0: But they haven't. You know that movie was going to have a sequel. All the money it made.
1: It did make the money, but it was still broke. It was still broke. It's, it's like going to Panda Express. You go there. You they made you. It's cheap, but you can't remember what you ate after you taste it. But anyway, um, they are having problems trying to find a director. Um, they have had problems with this from the gate. They've had um, people from who oh, Lord, they even had this one. They had Mel Gibson for one. I mean, <laughs> not to say
0: that's a movie like Mel Gibson. <laughs> who doesn't they, like an anti Semitic?
1: Yeah, they've had uh, the Zombieland director, Reuben Fletcher. They've had Warm Bodies director, Jonathan Levine. Everybody they've had, and they still are struggling to find a director. Now, part of me is like, they don't, I, it, it feels like the writing's on the wall. Like, nobody wants this of a big name, especially after Wonder Woman, because I feel like that's a, 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 a big pressure also on someone's shoulders. Like, you just had a big blockbuster with Wonder Woman. We don't want to come out with something that will give us the money. We're going to be lauded as, like, a mess. Because that's uh, so why it was a mess. I looked at it recently, and I was like, this made no sense. No sense at all. Besides, you know, Viola's role. But, but everything else was just garbage. But they're struggling to find a director. So I, my personal opinion is I think no one wants it because it's just too much of a mess to play with.
0: It is. It's just too much of a mess. Don't let nobody... <sighs> How you just gonna give me two threads of strength, uh, two threads of uh, fabric, some dull ass scissors, and tell me you want a uh, Alexander McQueen gown? Like, come on now.
1: And you know they're floating names around. They're trying to find somebody to do this. Personally, I think they need to take a Suicide Squad off the docket. Like, I don't think we need a sequel. They can make an appearance, you know, in other movies, but I don't think we need a sequel of it. I think. They have Wonder Woman. They have Justice League. Let those two be like, okay, this is our shining forces, but we do need to fill it in. What else can we fill it in? I can tell you, Birds of Prey, or you know, Gotham Sirens. Which person? Well, other I don't want anything. Else. I'm tired of things being tied to Batman. So, Birds of Prey, you know, that kind of tired.
0: Hell, Batman is tired of being things uh, you know, about Batman,
1: but that is coming out. Um, Also, I don't know if you heard, but they also talked about a Harley versus Joker. I didn't ask for that either. But apparently that is also in the works as well. I
0: heard that too. And I'm like, eh, everybody, we talked about this when we did the review of Suicide Squad, but folks equate relationship goals to Harley and Joker. And I'm like, you do mean, you do realize that that is an abusive ass relationship. And, and even, it speaks a lot of volumes to if you think that as a relationship goal, especially from a man's perspective, that you want your woman to quote be in line.
1: Yeah. And so, even if it's even if it is a versus, it's I just I don't I don't really care about it. Again, DC has more characters. Um, to play with, and just those. I feel like that you have so much you can do. So if you want to do birds of prey, great. If you want to do, um, hell, if you want to do the titans, do them. You know, get you know, change it up a little bit. We don't need such a big bra of a of a of a show. Just they need to
0: like focus on a couple of characters, not everybody at once. Because once you do that, then it gets confusing and muddled and you run the risk of not utilizing everybody to their full
1: advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they gonna learn. Yeah, they, they will. And I really hope they don't do this Harley versus Joker thing. And if they continue to Suicide Squad, make it have a purpose or make it have a link to all the other movies to some degree. Cause I'm still trying to figure out the universe. Like I was sitting there the other day, like, so how does, like Man of Steel is kind of the kickstart for how that connect to this. Wonder Woman, it's like there's so many individual pieces. But at least when you think about the Marvel, they were individual movies too, but there was a link. There was always something with the Infinity Stones or something with the Avenger initiatives, like something that kind of got them there. I'm still trying to link everybody to where I feel like they are coming together. I don't feel that completely. So I, I, I just need somebody to give me some you know, get this this dough to need, or whatever the the phrase is, to so like, it's coming together. I see where we're going with it. Um, right now, if it was up to me, I would have said Wonder Woman should have been... is basically the, the remix, and then everything else comes after that. Right. And she's making new money again, so she's already... She surpassed Deadpool um, this week. Yeah, she's over...
0: What, isn't it over $800 million?
1: Yeah, I'm just like... She's getting there, and she's still up on the charts. Well, oh, well, in the box office, the charts. Right, it's just the top of the charts,
0: like the Misfits.
1: I know. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like she's still up there, killing it. So I'm just like, to me, DC, I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do. But y'all see, that's your kickstart. Make sure that whatever y'all release after that is a like, true match. Because you see what Infinity uh, Mm -hmm. War is doing. They already got everybody hyped. And so, y'all got to get us hyped. You got to keep us really excited
0: about it. Well, you got to get us at least interested. Let's -hmm. let's not worry about hype because
1: ain't no hyping. (laughs) And then we have Black America. Um, So, today, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in our king size issue. But, um, you know, over weekend, we, um, we were all on Twitter, on social media, talking about no Confederate. And if you remember last week, we talked about Confederate. That is the show made by the two runners of um, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones um, to where this is about, you know, if the Civil War wasn't won or something like that, to where slavery still exists. And, you know, we are not feeling that. And we made that our voices heard. But today... <laughs> Uh, Will Packer and um, Aaron McGregor, I'm saying this last name wrong. Um, basically, we have we have an idea for this whole, you know, after the Civil War type of stuff. So they have a, a show titled Black America, and what it really is is imagine this: imagine an uh, alternative history where um, people who were free back in the southern states of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, post Reconstruction. Um, the Reconstruction era, um, they decided to make that into one big old place, um, a sovereign nation where they're called New Colonia. And they are kind of a well powerful black owned area, um, but they are having problems with their big neighbor known as the US. <laughs> so it's basically 150 years. Um, where we have seen everything change, and again, in New Colonia is kind of a new world where it's basically a black American. So that is their idea, and they are developing this for Amazon. This dropped today, and basically, it felt like it was a shade to HBO, and it felt like a shade to HBO.
0: It wasn't a shade, everybody felt like it was, but that uh, the show from Amazon had already been announced like 6 months ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the timing of this now that's shady or that is um a interesting take on how they landed how they announced it. Yeah. Cuz you know timing is everything. But um yeah, like you said, we're going to talk about a lot, a lot more, and go into depth about why um, people are tone deaf a little bit later in the show.
1: Well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they to come up with because their track record, you know, you look at Will Packer, he's done successful films like Ride Along and Think Like a Man, which I well I, they're popular. I, I didn't watch it, and Shadow Compton, which I did watch many times. Um, and then you have Aaron who. If you don't know about the boondocks, then you, you've you been under a rock for too long. But these two you know, powerhouses are really going to put something together. And I really think that the way the information came out there is almost like saying, hey, okay, HBO, that's your idea. But here's ours. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that they had their idea kind of planned out. It doesn't feel like Confederate is planned out that much. But I do hope that and I wonder if they even took this to HBO, you know, you know, who knows if they even took it to them first. And HBO said, no, if that is, if that comes out to be true, I'm going to really be side to HBO. <laughs> I'm like, really? HBO? Um, and this is interesting to see. As you were saying, this is, it's funny how this has been out months ago, but today was kind of the day of like, Oh, look at this. So, whoever the PR people, they were smart because they they played this perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Let's let see what else is going on. Um. Oh, we we didn't get to review it, but Atomic Blonde came out this weekend, and it was um, many people loved it. I, I have to say, I loved it. It was it's fun.
0: We might such- have to table that because I'm going to try to get to the movie theaters so we can actually do a proper review. It's just a certain somebody is just so back ordered and Hmm. gowns and catsuits and everything and garments and the fabric. So we can't get to the movies as quickly as I would
1: like. But all I'm going to say is it is cute, it is good, and trench coats. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yes, trench coats and heels.
1: Yeah, it makes you want to go buy
0: coats and boots that's the name of our new uh album trench coats and heels
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's our new comedic album trench coats and heels right you're creeping out that's a creeping outfit that's a fight that that outfit is for everything creeping hoeing fighting it's for everything that's all for everything but yeah go ahead you can wear a dress coat and just wear some drawers and some boots and go and take care of your business. But while you're doing that, you can go pay some bills too. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to the store because nobody needs to see what's on your coat. Go to the store, pick up some groceries, uh, pick up your babies. You know, you do you, all. You of-
0: you speaking from uh, experience, aren't you?
1: Um. So what we're gonna do here <laughs> now is <take> a play <laughs> I would say that everybody has a whole outfit. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't have a whole outfit. Oh. Well, wait. Never mind. Yes, I do.
1: Oops. Well, everybody has a whole outfit. We're gonna talk about that one day in our in our um, after dark. But everybody has a whole outfit.
0: oh uh, yeah. That after dark is coming up real soon, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, let's go take a break because I'm out of wine.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll be back.
0: And let's get into this king size issue. So, if you didn't hear, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. Little Duvall was on the Breakfast Club with uh Charlemagne God, Angela Yee, and uh, I forget the other one because he's forgettable. Um. Anyway, he's not cute. Awesome. He he's not. He's dusty as fuck. But anyway. They were making trans jokes, and basically, Little Duvall said that uh, he would kill a trans woman if she lied about previously being a man. And they held up Janet Mock's book. Now, they held up... uh, Janet Mock was a guest, what, a few days ago on the show. And everybody was laughing about this. And this was so... T- First of all, The Breakfast Club ain't been shit for a while. Um, I just had to... I stopped listening. I stopped uh, watching Charlemagne's show on MTV. Even though Crystals was on there, I was like, I can't do this. Because this this man is a fuck-up. And he's a piece of shit. Honestly. So everybody was saying that what you did was wrong, which it is saying trans women deserve to die because of this. Oh, we're going to, they're going to trick you into having sex with you and then lie about some scenarios that a wouldn't happen in the first place because all the trans people that I know wouldn't do something like that. And B they're not really checking for your black ass any damn way. So let's talk about how people in general are just fuck-ups and how they need to be better educated in overall topics.
1: Yeah. It it felt like when I I watched that scene, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just watched that scene. And I was sitting there thinking... Why, you know, it's kind of that age old situation is always, I remember, you know, when I was in school, it was always cute for, I will say the street boys to come off dumb or, to, or maybe black men to come off dumb if they come off cool. And I just felt like that's what I was seeing again. It was like, let me uh-huh. say, because that's funny. Um, not understanding that, no, that's not funny, especially when it comes to money. Uh, when it comes to, if you are an entertainer, that's not funny because people are looking at it like, well, we can't do nothing with you because you are a freaking liability right now. And I just felt like that. I mean, I've seen Little Duval and stuff before, and I didn't know of him that much. But when I heard him say that, I was like, I get that you may, because, you know, sometimes comedians will turn little things like that into a joke. But mm-hmm. you can tell it's a joke. That was just ridiculous when he said that. And he said that somebody have to die, and then call Jen and Mark when well, that nigga he saying that I was like you don't misgender her, you don't sit up there and talk about death like that. I mean, you when you and maybe you don't, and you, they probably didn't know, but to know that so many trans women of color, especially black trans women, are being killed out here, and you sit up here giggling about it and thinking it's funny, mm-hmm. but not only is he staying there, you see Angela Lee and DJ Dust and Charlemagne sitting up here laughing, too. Even though Charlemagne was trying to say, like, that's a hate crime, you were still laughing. You were still condoling. You were still making people feel like that is something to laugh at. These people had been through enough, and then to have something like that spoke on that high platform that is big within our community like that was just disgusting. And I felt like there was nobody holding them accountable, and people are doing it now, but I feel like the boycott of breakfast club, the kind of anything little ball all does need to get bigger, because that was reckless. That was very mm-hmm. reckless. It was very irresponsible and disheartening to see this, because I feel like my thing is, and some people say we shouldn't care how we look to other people, but we still are dealing with the stigma that Black people are more homophobic or more um, ignorant towards the LGBT community Regardless of if it's true or not, that is something that is, is a strong stigma that we have always dealt with, and then stuff like this just did not help that enough. It did not help it. It made it worse because it, right. it basically said, "No, they still hold this true," and it's hard because you have our trans community seeing this. But they also deal with the fact they're being killed, and then you see people giggling about it. I'm sitting there going. Y'all laughing about that, but that is how some white folks are laughing about us, giggling about us being killed, about us being strangled or being right. killed. We've got Skittles in our pocket or we are, you know, being transferred. Trump just did this the other day, talking about, you know, with, you know, don't put your hand on their head when you put them in the car. And that made me think of Freddie Gray when he was talking about stuff like that. People are giggling about our deaths like that. And then we're going to turn around and do something like that, that careless.
0: That was ridiculous. Really mm-hmm. And okay, I I, I think Little Deva is on Love and Hip Hop. Like I believe I believe so. Now I could be wrong about this. Now Love and Hip Hop is on VH1. Who else is on VH1? RuPaul's Drag Race. And there's a gang of trans uh, girls that went through that show. So you mean to tell me that little Duvall has more clout on love and hip hop than RuPaul? Somebody got to get fired. He got to like get let go of somebody's contract, something. And I know because I listened to the read last. Well, actually, yesterday, and uh, Crystals and Kid Fury were talking about how she has talked to Charlamagne about. Stupid-ass shit not to say to trans women. And it's just like, at what point are you going to be responsible for what you say or what you don't say and how you act towards people that don't look like you? And I've seen a lot of other people um, since... He has a podcast on the Loudspeakers Network coming to people like The Reed, like Fanbros, saying, oh, well, y'all need to be, y'all need to hold them accountable or all of y'all think like that. And I'm like, I know for a fact that Kid Fury and Crystals, I've never met them before in my life. I know for a fact they don't think like that. I know for a fact that the people at Fanbros, Tatiana, DJ Ben mean, you know, uh, everybody there don't think like that especially when they say they're for all nerds yeah so they, that does include trans people so to say that they think like that is stupid yeah. and i know folks will come in our mentions saying that oh y'all should be worried about the the transgender ban that trump did i said there's this little thing that we can do it's called worry about more than one things mm-hmm. and i'm like you should try sometime
1: Yeah,
0: might need to worry about why you're almost about to lose your job, why your car's about to be repossessed, why you can't pay your rent, yeah, why you're trying to stunt on some Jordans that you know you can't afford. You need to worry about that and the choice that you make. Don't be worried about what's coming on over here.
1: And then the funny thing was, did you see how people were equating this to rape? So people kept saying... Exactly. I was like, I said, no, 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 I that's not right. I was like, all of a sudden, y'all, it's funny, all 'all y'all actually worried about some rape, but Coming right. Anytime, anytime that happens to a woman, y'all willing to take the other side? I see how y'all took the other side when it came to Bill Cosby. How other things have popped up in the past when it comes to that. Now you want to talk about consent?
0: Right, then, nigga, nigga. If you don't sit your ass down and go wash your
1: ass, you should know about. <laughs> trans women are not out here tricking none of y'all. And and, I, and as I said on Twitter, if we don't talk about tricking, y'all been tricking. Y'all been tricking, y'all been tricking folks. For years, y'all niggas been sitting up here lying to women all your life and yet you're still here so don't mm-hmm. sit up here and talk about they tricking me No, y'all been tricking y'all do the same thing in that sense if y'all go by somebody tricking you but trans people not here tricking you they're not out here tricking you they let you know up front what's going on
0: right it's not like no ain't nobody trying to pull a okie doke with yeah. you
1: and some of y'all and quiet as it's kept, let's just be real. Some of y'all don't really care because when you really want your dick sucked, y'all let anybody do it. So you don't care if somebody's trans or not. So don't don't go out and come up here and try to be holding it out. There's plenty of y'all who probably had a trans woman blow you. Or a man blow y'all. You just ain't told nobody. But y'all uh-huh. don't so y'all need to quit playing like it's a big, ooh, I can't believe. Like, mm, for every five of y'all who's saying that one of y'all.
0: I'm um, gonna venture out to say three. <laughs> but you know that ain't my business.
1: It ain't. But let's just say this, and I and, and I and, I, and I, I'm not saying this to say like because I know trans people. I know trans people. Trans people are my friends. They're not out here tricking anybody. They are very upfront about who they are and what they're going after. I have been approached by trans men, told me they were trans men, and I still did not care. So that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. They ain't nobody's up here saying trying to trick y'all. And if the, and if you felt tricked, and that that's something you need to think about, because you uh, don't blame this on them. Don't do that, and don't even try to sit up here and say it's their fault. If anything, they're not here trying to trick you. They're not here trying to take advantage of you and half of you. They, they, they ain't nobody looking for y'all anyway. I should be glad somebody's trying to talk to you,
0: except somebody to subpoena you to pay child support. <laughs> now run tell that.
1: I know, all these uh, men, like I said before, men has been, the men out here have been just trash for the past, I mean, longer than five years, but the last five years, y'all have been just notably trash. Just, uh-huh. I just don't know what's going on, but just seeing the responses, especially from black men, was very disheartening to me, because they were really talking about how you know, defending Lil ball and all that stuff. And then you think about these cases, right, where you're seeing trans women they've been murdered and they've been murdered by men who knew they were trans the minute that they wanted to take it public or the minute that they was telling someone they just lost their mind and killed them.
0: And not just, they were brutal. People, these trans women are brutally murdered. Like, you don't. There's something very inhumane with you that you would kill somebody the way some of these trans women have been killed. And a special shout out goes to uh, Raquel Willis for starting the hashtag trans folks are not jokes. Yep. Um. And a special shout out to the ladies. I think one of them was a founder of the Black Lives Matter movement that confronted Charlemagne at one of those rallies. Or oh, I don't know where he was at. He was at some kind of talk show or whatever.
1: Yeah, um, which is, I think was in Burbank. Which I was like, oh man. But I think mm-hmm. it was in Burbank. Uh, I think that particular one was in Burbank. I could be wrong, but um. Oh, the quick follow up a little bit. All, he's on. He's on MTV. He's um, on MTV. Some- okay. But that's still all under Viacom. So I said, exactly. So Viacom, y'all know what to do. But let me say something else. Even though he said that in the black community may be slow on him, the white gay community will not be, and white gay money is serious money. So he don't have to apologize now, but this nigga will soon because he is going to do it once that white money starts dropping. Watch. Mm-hmm. Watch. See. And Big Songs is no joke. And once they start talking, it will be a dust in the wind.
0: Shout out to Kansas for that song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you fuck him. And fuck uh and fuck that show, The Kansas Breakfast Club. Club. And honestly, Angela, you should know better. You I mean, should. I I get that you are on this big ass platform and you're syndicated in all these markets and you're making all this money and whatnot. But girl, you need to think about what you really want to say. What is going down on your legacy?
1: I'm saying these are your legacies and how dare you even put Janet Mock's book in your book club and they're going to suffer and giggle about this situation. Right.
0: Like, girl. Mm. Y'all need to do better. Y'all need to do fucking better because this shit ain't funny. But you, in the same instance, we gotta march for your black ass if you get stopped and frisked by the police and Black Lives Matter except some exclusion may apply.
1: And y'all need to know there's trans women out here marching for y'all. Marching for for your ass. Marching for y'all to have your freedom to not be stopped in the street, to not die by the cops. They out here for your ragged asses and you return this favorite Like this, it's, it it's, it's raggedy. It's so raggedy because, like, I, I've, I've heard the stories of what trans women go through mm-hmm. through my friends, to the people I interact with. Those are not anything that anybody wants to go through. The fact that they even can stand my my friend Monica Roberts uh, for trans queer has been through so much she's, she's out here speaking a lot and, and y'all have a chance to look at Monica Roberts she's done a lot for the black trans community and she can tell you some stories and the fact that she is still standing today means so much so I'm just saying y'all need to show some respect because these women have gone through things that y'all couldn't even handle in, a, in, a, in, a, in an hour they have been through things that their strength and, and, and their integrity is more than, than we could ever hope for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It makes me mad.
0: It does. So, in the same instance, we talked about this earlier in Aunt Mace Tea. So, uh, like you said, the Game of Thrones showrunners are wanting to introduce that new uh, Confederate TV series. Now, mind you, The black, the people of color in Game of Thrones is far and few between. However, all of a sudden, they were able to find black showrunners or what are they? Black writers for Confederates. And like, apparently they're supposed to be getting black actors and actresses for this show. Which was like, okay, so... You, you don't see us in fantasy, but you certainly see our black asses and slaves and that all that entails. So, I don't know. Oh, we talked about how April Rain, uh, Black Girl Nerds, a lot of other ladies started the movement of the, the campaign No Confederate. And No Confederate is saying that we're tired of this if you're always stealing... Black stories, that are from a slave perspective. No more. We're tired of it. You need to do something new. And it just... It, it's... Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's tweeting about it. I know uh, April was... Uh, she was on CBS talking about it. CBS News this morning or yesterday. I think they were on... Uh, Roland Martin show so let's get into why no confederate well confederate does not need to happen
1: yeah. this this, like, this show is, is highlighting black pain this show is basically slavery fan fiction it's just you think about who has the power in Hollywood and these, these people, those two guys who are, Game of Thrones is a powerful show. But For them to be so giddy about this coming up, it was just like, okay, well, first of all, you've had about maybe five Black people on Game of Thrones all together. But then when you come up with something new, this new fantasy thing, it's this. It's, it's, it's us about slavery, how we manage to get through with that. We're, we're not in a post-racial society to forget that there are still things happening here that reminds us every day that we're not only black, we're looked at as less than, and to have something like that, it's just going to fuel the flames even more. Now, some people can say that, you know, black America may feel the flames as well. And I can see both. So I can see where that argument would come from, but to have a show that would be basically co-signing on these actions is kind of reckless to me. And then I understood that I had, um, Malcolm Spellman and his wife. And, and then Malcolm is known for writing on the empire. Um, you know, they were supposed to be honest, but then they took their Twitter away because they felt like, you know, we were not giving them a shot or giving them a fresh shot as black people. And no disrespect to Malcolm. I think Malcolm is a, is a, is a good writer and a good person. Uh, but I hope he and his wife have been listening to the voices about why we're doing this. We're not trying to take money from them. We're not trying to put them down, but we are trying to get them to understand that this is not what we We don't want to see this right now. We, we feel like this is just not the right time for this. And just listen to the voices. Don't think about the fact that we, we're not killing creativity. You know, they keep saying you're killing creativity. Like, no, we're not. Killing creativity means we're saying no to everything. What we're asking you to do is think about something different. If you're truly creative, you can go a new route. They even got to go down that route. If someone told me that Victor, we don't want Strange Lore, Can you give us something else? I'm like, sure, because I'm a creative. I can think of something new. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can do this. I haven't hired nobody yet. We ain't got a staff. We ain't got a script. We ain't got. A, we ain't got uh, characters. So, all right. We we'll we else. don't need to see this. Yeah, we'll shelve this. Who knows? They may, if they shelve it and it may come back. Who knows? Who knows? But at the same time. I would be like, okay, this is what I'm getting from the people. And at the end of the day, we're trying to have viewers. If we're pissing off a good chunk of viewers, and if we're pissing off people who have the power to move social situations, then maybe we should not be going this route. If You got April Rain leading this, who was very, very instrumental in getting the Oscars changed. What do you think this is going to happen to this show?
0: Exactly Because you know if anything A black woman will do it
1: And that's another thing too This brings me back again To the whole male situation How many like You saw the tweets How many men Were all up in arms about this Mm -hmm. Talking about Why would y'all want to do Black women almost like they need to be in the middle of something I'm like oh my god I'm sick of that, too. Y'all need to stop doing it. Just be quiet. you even got to to participate. Just be quiet.
0: Folks always want to say that we're in like this post-racial society when, you know, Emmett Till was just killed in 1955. Ruby Bridges just integrated the school what? uh, Not that long ago. Not that long ago.
1: Like, 1954.
0: So, let's not think that, oh, we're over these terrible-ass civil rights events that happen. You know, we're still getting killed out in the street, left and right. Just, what, a couple of days ago, somebody walked into a LGBT uh, community and doused it with gasoline and lit it on fire.
1: Oh, dear.
0: So let's not kid ourselves saying that, oh, we're ready for some, uh, now we're ready for a conversation about race and, uh, the plight of the black people. No, no. not okay. especially when you, uh, taking away, implementing uh stop and frisk, not when there's a, a prison saying that it's going to close if 300 more prisoners don't come through its doors. And you know that the school to the pipe, if you watch any uh, of 13, the documentary by Ava DuVernay, the pipeline between school and prison is so... It has a a grasp on the black community.
1: And it's funny because if you also think about that too, you have to also realize that just jumping on something slightly different, Less than, what, 25 years ago, we had a black man dragged in Jasper, Texas. Uh-huh. Never Did remember? they even convict him? Like I, I can't remember what went down with that. I have to probably look down for it later, but it was just these things, the prison system, racism, the South, all that, it's, all this is still, it's still running rapid, prevalent, everything today, everything today. Um, It is just to a point where I feel like what this show is, is just saying that, oh, well, you know, we want to talk about this more. Like, no. And if you want to talk about issues of race, you don't go that route. You can go another route. I mean, there was a talk of Crash being a TV show. Like, there could have been ways you could have went about having discussions on race. Um, but I don't think something that is putting us in a slavery, you know, motif or whatever you want to call it, is the way to go. Right. And and as and, and, and is kept, I wasn't big on, because people were saying, why don't you put underground? I wasn't big on that either. I kind of don't want any more of that narrative. I kind of want to move past that. You know what I'm saying? like mm-hmm. We can go past that. There's just We've had more slave narratives than we had any other thing. Right. So like, I want, I, I was watching, because I got HBO Go now, I was watching um, True Blood, a whole bunch of True Bloods uh, over the weekend, too. And I was like thinking, when? when's the last time we ever saw ourselves as you know, not only see black gay people, but see ourselves where Lafayette was one point, he was able, he was seeing spirits. Um, Or when Tara became a vampire. When we don't see that quite often. No. But we got plenty of stuff that points us to slaves. We've had Roots, the return of Roots. We had Queen. We had um, Underground. There was a few other things that when we were in it, like North versus South, or all that, we were. there were slaves in that. There's mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, 12 Years of Slave, the Birth of a Nation. The <laughs> As I'm saying, there's been so much Played stuff I want to see, you know, more Sci-fi black folks, So we're getting that now But I want to see more of that I want to see more of us in fantasy I want to see us more, as the last time We were really doing something, there's been two things Of vampires with us That was big, and that was vampire in Brooklyn And vamp And blackula, if you want to count blackula. So yeah, If you people. really want to count that
0: But, yeah. it's just like You know at some point, we don't owe you an explanation. We really don't owe you an explanation as to why this shit sucks or why you shouldn't do this. You know, going back to the what happened on The Breakfast Club, Janet Mock and trans women and actually trans people in general are past that stage of telling you why it's offensive. You know, you need to keep up. Mm-hmm. You need to go ahead and do the homework on, on why you shouldn't ask about their genitals or why you shouldn't ask X, Y, and Z about them. Because Google's free. It, Google is free and it's open 24-7. 365 days a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So okay. we don't need to tell you why this depiction of black pain is offensive. We don't need to tell you why you shouldn't always cast a buff gay white male or a straight white male as a gay man or why you shouldn't cast a able body and a disabled role we've already told you this time and time again now you're just being dismissive of what we're saying and you're just going to do it anyway so if you do it anyway then you also have to acknowledge that you're going there's going to be consequences to that
1: Yeah. We shouldn't be so reckless with stuff like this. We should not be so reckless in trying to create these stories that we don't have to have or to sit here and be ignorant on purpose. We don't have to do that, especially when you can, you know, I think about Tepeka, the little, little of I have not apologized, Replica has not apologized. Uh, we're still getting these broken statements from those two brothers or whoever they are for doing this Confederate show. No one is actually sitting down and listening and giving statements that we can all understand. Everybody's still trying to get this piecemeal like of a piecemeal of excuses and, and what have you. So I feel like you have y'all need to have more responsibility. And so when you for example, the Ball, you see how this is going on, the last thing you should have you should have done, you shouldn't have done was to say that you're never gonna apologize. Cause watch when your gigs so call up. Don't let Vic come tell you um. So that show you were on, uh, we got somebody else on that show. Uh, we got, we got um Bob Drag Queen's gonna start All hosting. Right. <laughs> we got T. S. Madison for it. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. because uh, we, we we gotta clean this up because we not gonna go down like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or you know, these people trying to get this show up. They need to be like, okay, maybe we need to back off because if we piss them off, they gonna hold us they'll hold us against us for the rest of our lives. And they'll remember this. But I just feel like that at this point you need to not be so reckless. You need to be aware of what you're putting out there, and you need to be responsible for the backlash and how and you need to be a grown ass person in dealing with it.
0: Also don't Tell us to wait and see the finished product before we have an opinion. You know, April said this best. She's going off of what you have off of previous work. And if previous work indicates then you don't care about people of color, then that's what we have to go by. Mm-hmm. We have to go by that and also what you the statements and the things that you have put out. So if we go by that and have a judgment of this ain't shit. Then that's just it. It ain't shit. You can't say, oh, wait till we get to the finished product or wait till this happens. You're already giving us a preview. So you can't tell us to not preview the preview and wait until the finished product to have an opinion. I mean, that's not how that works.
1: Yeah. But yeah, we still got people out here saying some stupid stuff. What, what, what? Like, literally, we get off here. You go on Twitter, there was some, this person, Spoken Reasons, that's the name, just said, Black people look stupid defending LGBT community. But at the end of the day, vast majority of don't support Black (laughs) struggles. We are dealing with a wall of stupidity. That's the wall we have to climb over every day. And it is just. It's amazing. I'm letting this person know right now that this is the dumbest tip. <laughs> that was the thing i ever
0: heard. There was some, somebody else said that um, they were talking about Colin Kaepernick and how he didn't get picked up uh, by the Ravens versus somebody who just got out of school. And actually, I don't even think they got out of school. They were, they were at a lesser caliber than Kaepernick and they got picked up as their quarterback for the Ravens. And he was like, uh, oh, it's not about color. We all bleed the same. Yada, 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 this, that, and the third. Mind you, this man looks Hispanic saying this. So let's not get it twisted that your ass is just in the same boat as me. So don't think that just because you're doing the Yes Master and warming up his bed that he won't kick your ass to the curb or try to get you deported. Yeah. I'm like that's the dumbest statement I've I've seen today.
1: It's just too much. I don't know. It's just too much stuff going on to where you're just not carefully thinking. It comes down to where's critical thinking? That's what this is. It's like right. where is the critical thinking here? I feel like that's one thing I learned in college was critical thinking. Um, like where is the critical thinking here?
0: Like, it's left it? the building. I don't think it came in. To be honest,
1: shit. <laughs> I mean, who knows what is going to happen with this whole little balls stuff. I do hope that people start pulling out. I want, and I want that to happen to Black was about I kind of want this to like fall on the ground. I want him to suffer. I want him to lose his a lot of opportunity because of this. I want him to suffer for his statement. I want him to understand that what he will suffer is nothing compared to what like transform women suffer on the regular. So I want him to suffer. I want him to feel every moment of it. I want Charlemagne the God to remember what he did and how he played a role in this and how, as a person who's supposed to be better, failed. I want him to recognize all of this. I want him to feel that he... And y'all keep that heat on him. We're keeping that heat on him. I want those two people who want this confederate show to be all so bad to feel that he did that thing twice about trying to degrade and humiliate us for entertainment
0: mhm yeah I, pst, fuck them That that's all I have to say just fuck them
1: well do you have anything else no, because this makes me more mad. But I'm good, now. I mean, I got upset. I said all I need to say. i still going to be bothered by it. But, you know, I'm glad that we were able to just plug all this stuff out. Because people need to understand that this is... We, what we're doing, we're not whining. We're not crying. We are basically holding people accountable Because none of y'all are. Because nobody's holding right. people down. We
0: have to do hmm Exactly. So, as always... You can follow us on Twitter. The podcast is at MakerShine Pod. I am at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonderman Five. Go to our website, which I promise, I promise, I promise, it'll be changing soon. Um, you can follow us on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Snapchat. I don't think we've done any Snapchat yet.
1: No, we have to change it do like two accounts. on I got to figure out how to do that. Because, you know, with Twitter, you can have, like, multiple accounts and flip back and forth. Right. I got to know what we can do. Because <laughs> uh, Instagram is not, like, you can do Instagram on the computer, too.
0: Like, I mm-hmm. was... This weird. Right. Uh, you can f- listen to the podcast on Instagram, uh, I was to say Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, rate, subscribe, give us a comment, give us five stars. Um... Also a special shout out to uh this group of gamers, of black gamers that I play with. Uh the we're calling ourselves the Rang of Tyrants. And we're on f- Twitter. Follow us there. There's uh we're going to be streaming every day. Um shout out to y'all with y'all crazy asses. Um and uh a get well soon to one of the streamers. Uh, her name is Breezy Carter 24. She was recently in an accident um, and got banged up pretty bad. So get to Recovering Girls so you can get out in these streets of gaming and get shit done. Um, let's see. Anything else?
1: This might, I thought this might give us a shout out on their podcast.
0: Somebody did give us a shout out. Uh, Brothers Comics.
1: Yes.
0: Gave us a special shout out. So thank you so much. Uh, If you don't listen to that, go ahead and give them a listen. Um, Tell them that we sent you over there. Oh, what else? What else? Um, Go ahead and get your uh, tickets to FanCon. I don't know what you're waiting for because me and Victor are going to be there, so the party's already there. Okay. And we
1: may have magic t-shirts. We
0: may have have stuff to show y'all. Oh. Now, see, I don't know if that meant to be uh explicit or what, because I got people that's going to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have right.
0: anything else before we go?
1: No, that's it for today, but well, we'll see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. All right. Bye.